Thank you for joining in for an episode of Planted by the Living Water. We are here to delight in the Lord as a tree planted by the living waters. If you'd like the reading plan that we are going through, you can find it on our website. We'll go through the entire Bible in two years. Thank you for joining for this day's portion of Planted by the Living Waters. Welcome to episode 62 of Planted by the Living Waters. Today is one of my favorite passages of scripture, and y'all have probably got tired of hearing that. I feel like I have so many favorite passages of scripture, but there's just so much that's so rich in God's word, and we are to be planted in that. We're to be found. That's our foundation. That's what stabilizes us. And today, um, man, there's something that I desire us to be planted in, and that comes from Numbers uh, chapter 21. And Numbers 21 says in verse 4, Then they journeyed from Mount Hor by the way of the Red Sea to go around the land of Edom. And the soul of the people became very discouraged on the way. And the people spoke against God and against Moses, Why have you brought us up out of Egypt to die in the wilderness? For there is no food and no water, and our soul loathes this worthless bread. So the Lord sent fiery serpents among the people, and they bit the people, and many of the people of Israel died. Therefore the people came to Moses and said, We have sinned, for we have spoken against the Lord and against you. Pray to the Lord that he take away the serpents from us. And so Moses prayed for the people. And then the Lord said to Moses, Make a fiery serpent and set it on a pole, and it shall be that everyone who is bitten, when he looks at it, shall live. So Moses made a bronze serpent, put it on a pole, and as it was, if a serpent had bitten anyone, when he looked at the bronze serpent, he lived. This story is, is, is not just a historical story, although it is. This really happened. This is a real event happening in the wilderness with the people of Israel. And, and so the miraculous event of people um, being bit by these fiery serpents, coming ill and would die unless they would look at this um, fiery serpent on a pole that Moses would have lifted up. And so this is a true story, but, but there's so much more truth in just what's at the surface here. We understand this by, by the fulfillment of this, the, what it points to, the shadow or the type of, of what it points to in the New Testament. In the New Testament, this is, is actually referenced by Jesus, and it's in John. He's talking to Nicodemus, and in John chapter 3, he says these words in 3.14, he says, And as Moses lifted up the serpent in the wilderness, even so must the Son of Man be lifted up, that whoever believes in him should not perish but have eternal life. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. And so the point that Jesus is making is that this whole picture of salvation coming as the people Israel, after being bitten and, 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 and facing death, would look at the serpent, the one on the pole. They would look at it and they would receive salvation. So we see the picture of sin here is, is all have sinned, all have fallen short of the glory of God. If you continue in that John 3 passage, we are already condemned. We have already become discouraged and complained against the Lord in the sense of, of the Israelites here. We've already suppressed the truth is what Paul tells us in Romans. And so, so we are already at this picture. We've already been bitten by the serpent, if you will. And, and, and we're dying. There's a death uh, consequence that comes to that. However, we see a picture of our sin. Savior here. Our Savior is lifted up. Just as the serpent on the pole that Moses holds is lifted in the air, Jesus is put on a cross and lifted in the air. Think about that for a second, that Jesus is lifted up for us to look. And, and then catch this, the picture of our salvation. How, how are they to be saved there to look at it? I want you to understand this, that, that sin and death began with the look you remember with Eve and, and she's in the garden and it says that the woman saw that the tree was good for food and that it was pleasant to the eyes. 
It was pleasant, desirable to make one wise. She took of the fruit and ate it. Pleasant to the eye, she looked at it. Death all started with a look. However, salvation also starts with a look. What do I mean by that? Looking into Jesus, trusting him. Just as they looked into the pole, they are to look unto Christ on the cross. We are to look unto him. And, and salvation comes from that. That's our, our, our responsibility is to look and then God saves. What a blessing this is. And then salvation continues with the look. Hebrews tells us, looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, who is set down at the right hand of the throne of God. Looking unto Jesus. And so my question for us today is, where are you looking? And maybe so, what um, consequences have come from where your eyes have laid, what your eyes have laid hold of? Because the truth is, is we've all looked to the point of death, to where death is deserved and we're condemned already. But do you hear God's call for him to say, look unto me, look unto me for salvation. You've been bit, you're dying. Look unto me and if you look unto me, I will save you. Or maybe you've already looked unto the Lord and the call is to continue to look unto Jesus the author and finisher of our faith. Not only the author, the beginning of it, but the finisher of our faith. Are you continually looking unto Jesus? I ask you to join me in looking unto him. Father God, Lord, may our eyes find you, Lord. First in the sense of salvation, may we be saved, Lord, by looking unto you. And then, Lord, may our salvation continue. May we continue to be sanctified, to be brought into this beautiful, conformed picture of the image of Jesus Christ, the Son of God. May, may that be who we look unto is Jesus so that we would be conformed into looking like Jesus. God, help us, Lord, take our eyes and point them toward you. For God, we are so distracted. We, our eyes find our, its, its place on so many different things that are worthless, God. That's what happened to the Israelites. They, they, they looked at this bread in which they called worthless and they said they're so loathed that God, Lord, your very miraculous blessing and provision. Lord, at times we see your blessings and your provision and at some point, somehow, Lord, we, we get discouraged and even complain about those. And so, Lord Jesus, may you take our eyes and let us find you with them. And may you bring about salvation, Lord, initially and finish our salvation by looking unto you. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen.